morning and welcome to Breakfast with the Bee. I am your host, Johnny Goodtimes, getting in here early before my sidekick can say any stupid crap at the beginning of the show. And joining me is that sidekick. Hey, I'm Dr. Eisenberg. How's it going? Hey, didn't say any stupid crap. All right, good job. I had something. I forgot what it was. Oh, see? Yeah. See, look at that. Look at that, how I threw you off the trail there. I was just watching fucking Ricky Assjuice's speech on CNN. It's, you know, South Carolina primary crap, and so it's, my head's all up in there. Ricky Ass Juice. That's what we're going to have to call him from now on. That's what I've been calling him. Well, you weren't really keeping me up to speed on that. So. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, no, so Gingrich won. This one. Goody. It's looking like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, I, I mean, they, they did that, I don't know if you heard, that thing in Iowa, you know, where they, they changed the winner yeah, the other day. I did hear about that. I, I mean, on, on Iowa primary day... They said that uh, Romney won by literally like five or six votes. I thought it was eight, but yeah, not many. eight. Whatever. Yeah, the yeah, po- because that's so many more than five. Exactly. The point is, apparently, somebody found you know nine or ten Santorum votes, and that was that. They didn't release a new number, but it, it was probably as ludicrous as the Romney victory. Yeah. But now, so technically, three people have won. Three different people have won the three primaries thus far. So it's just utter silliness. It is utter silliness. I am. I, I really am curious to see how Herman Cain did in this thing. You yeah. know, I haven't been keeping track. Well, that's the one thing that hasn't come up on regular news tonight, so... Yeah, we got to hang in there till Monday, see what Steven has to say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That has not yet been covered. Maybe Jeannie Mose will do a thing, but Maybe. yeah, we've probably got to wait till Steven talks about it. But, yeah. And he will. Rick Santorum. I cannot believe he is he is hanging in there. Oh, well, hanging in there is is generous. But. Whatever. I mean, no, he's not. He, he, he's not a man with with realistic goals. Because as I was saying to you earlier, before uh-huh. we began the show, Rick Santorum is a man who literally believes that on planet Earth, the planet that you and I and everyone listening to this are walking around on right now, uh-huh. on that planet, not terribly long ago, a snake literally made conversation with a human woman and gave her fruit. Right, right. On the planet that we're on now, <laughs> yeah. recently enough that significant erosion hasn't really had time to occur, so we could be walking on the very same soil upon which that snake slithered. The the same snakes that, you know, slither around Australia and bite people's ankles. Yeah. Yeah. Those kind of snakes. And and, and swallow, you know, rabbits and then don't move for a month. Yeah, effectively yeah. A, a, a modern snake because a, there a was fucking a fucking snake, yeah. yeah. But with, uh, with with talking powers. Right, right. Which, I guess, for a snake, counts as a superpower. I mean, you and I wouldn't be impressed by it, but, you know, the other snakes, I, I don't even know if they would be wrap their heads around that. I like to imagine that, like, you know, the, the, the grain of truth behind the myth is that, you know, back when there were tribes of, of uh, intelligent lizard men roaming around and taunting early man... That, that oh, there yes, was the, a, the lizard men who definitely existed and that we all know about. You know, like in Doctor Who. I'm familiar with the lizard men. Yeah, yeah, the lizard men, you know, like, there was a lizard man who met a primitive woman and gave her, like, opium, or, you know, Bible equivalent of crack, yeah, basically. Well, I mean, who knows just, what level of technology the lizard men had? They right, right. Had lizard, ex- exciting designer drugs. Lizard men could have been cooking up batches of meth. The lizard men probably had super crack, okay? Yeah. And a lizard man goes up to innocent innocent woman and gives her super crack. She gets hooked and has to start, you know, prostituting and selling her children on the black market to the people in the land of Nod and, you know, and, and debases herself. And, and in that content... 
or in that context, yes, she very personally was driven to to sin and disgrace. And uh, yeah, so it's the lizard men. And I'm making that up. That's nonsense. Yeah, no, that's complete nonsense. It would be funny if that was true, though. It would be awesome. Like, if you could trace all the crap, I- implausible stories in the Bible to, like, lizard man conspiracies. and um, There are several authors who have actually done <laughs> there that are exact actually thing. people yeah. who have done that. I'm not there getting are, on new ground. There are very long, <laughs> bad books in which yes. every crazy thing in history is indeed right, right. right back to the actions of lizard men. Positing the existence of actual lizard men. Positing yeah. the existence of very busy lizard men <laughs> who have a vested interest in just making weird... Weird shit happened to people for no specific reason. <laughs> like a weird, mean prankster race. Yes. Like, Except that uh, we're supposed to be worried about this, but it's like, no. One, I'd like to meet a lizard man, because, come on, how often do you get to do that? Like, never. Not very often. Not no. even in Brooklyn. Like, sometimes you meet someone with, like, a skin condition. Ooh, boy. That's not the same thing. Who cares? And we're not talking about the guy with the tattoos and the piercings. That's, no, that's, that's not That's just a, real a person man. who puts shit on his skin. Yeah, that's not a real lizard man. That's yeah. just a guy with that's, some stuff. That's a guy who thinks it's cool to cut his tongue in half. Yeah. He, 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 you can move the two halves independently. That's pretty cool. But I feel like I wouldn't actually want to do that. Yeah, I don't feel like it serves a purpose other than, hey, look at me. Yeah. You know, and if all no, you want—it's got is, no purpose except look at this crazy tongue I've got. Yeah, yeah. and if all you shit. all you want is attention, you could just have a podcast where people like send in topics and you just babble about them or ignore them. Yeah, pay more fucking attention to us. For example, like right now when we pick a topic. Yeah, which is what we do every week on Breakfast yeah. the Beef. Yep. Now uh, we're just we're just doing one die this week because uh, you know we we've been doing more lately and that's been getting crazy and stupid and so sure. one whatever okay. Well, that die. Well, it's an eight. Okay, eight. Eight is. Uh, let's crack open the list here. The myth of the nerd. You'll be more successful than the jocks when you grow up, except they all majored in business and inherited their father's company. Signed, CJ in Baltimore. Well, uh, except CJ got in touch with us. CJ has CJ in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, CJ in Pittsburgh. Right. That's this is an old list. Uh, okay, because, and it's a long. Well, he sent it to us when he lived in Baltimore. So you know, CJ in Pittsburgh. We just got a letter from your past self. We got a topic from your past self, but it's long enough to be a letter. Yeah, it's a lengthy topic. I don't know if I agree with it, but we'll yeah, we can dissect this because I, I don't I don't know that we'll read it again. Because okay, we, let's we, read it again. It's okay, fucking so long. CJ says the myth of the nerd. Okay, you'll be on. more successful than the jocks when you grow up, except they all majored in business and inherited their father's companies. All right. Oh well. Okay. So jocks versus nerds. Very eighties movie kind of. Uh, you know, because what are nerds but the mortal enemies of the jocks? And, well, I would say the jock is the mortal enemy of the nerd. The nerd, if it, given his uh, druthers, would uh, would not be engaging in this conflict at all. And we would live in peace in a utopia that they secretly rule. I don't know. In high school, I sought to destroy the jocks, but well, maybe yeah, I'm weird. But, but, I mean, I feel like they, that was more out of vengeance than just pure malice. I mean, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know. The Bajorans didn't turn militant until after they were occupied by the Cardassians. And, and, and it's come strong. to this this quickly, so we know what side we're on. We're talking about, yeah, I figured I could just throw it out there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying the Cardis had it coming. Um, Cardis, okay, okay. One, check your privilege, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Very offensive in Star Trek lore. Yeah, to call them cardies. Yeah, or or spoonheads. 
Oh, that's clever, though. But yeah, yeah. That's a, <laughs> well, I'm sure it's, it's clever to us because we've never heard it before. <laughs> it's like if you if you took like a bunch of modern racial slurs and went back like 500 years and told the people, they'd be like, "Oh, I get it. That's awesome." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like it's clever to us. We've never heard it, but I'm sure in Star Trek, like we'd just be just horrified. Very, very crass. Yeah. Wow. How could you I, bring I, that I would, up on a? I would be like, I don't know you anymore. <laughs> Why would you say that on a? Yeah. International syndicated podcast yeah yeah man I mean if it was 500 years in the future this would be going out to other planets and stuff you know people could hear this seriously yeah <laughs> we'd get the Cardassian like anti-defamation league on our asses and oh man we, we don't have time for that exactly no. and that's not even what this show is about this Federation show standards and practices this show is about the lies that the teachers tell the nerds I, I, I don't know I mean I, it seems like nerds are more in demand than ever now I watch all those like economic shows on like CNN and stuff, no, right? and they always do. They do. They do the you know getting ready for college thing. Like what jobs are in demand right now? Because you remember the economy went to hell uh, a couple years ago. It stayed there, but I remember it's still here in hell. Yeah, with us. Yeah, we're we're used to it. And it's, yeah, to the point where ten percent of the population can't get jobs for one reason or another, mm-hmm. and. So they do the thing. The thing that I wish they had done in 1999 when we were applying for colleges, where they tell you what's going to be a good major. They don't tell you, well, business is thriving, so you can just get any bachelor's degree and you work your way up wherever. You get a temp job. Yeah, no. Now, they don't tell us stupid shit like that. They say, all right, software engineering, you know, computer design, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, they, they say flat out, Major in these, you know, top five, six fields that are very lucrative right now. And it's all nerd stuff. Well, yeah. It's all engineer kind of thing. You Engineering, know. computer science, uh, yeah. that sort of thing. Like, yeah, winners are, are, you know, the way they describe it now, the, the future winners are not coming out of Harvard. They're coming out of fucking MIT. You know? Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, and on one hand, you do have your 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 monstrously successful nerds, your your Bill Gateses and Steve Jobses and Mark Zuckerberg's, right? Yeah, and Zucker- you got to add Zuckerberg on at the end, like he's fucking Doctor Zoidberg, you know? Because well, that was the whole point of that movie. It like, you and know, also there's Zuckerberg, you yeah, know? It's like, like you know, Zoidberg will always get mad and be like, "You've all still got Zoidberg." Yeah, that is Mark Zuckerberg's character in that movie. He's just like, "Fuck you! You can't get rid of me." Yeah. And I mean, like, he's a nerd in like the worst sense of the word, at least in that movie, you know, it's like, I don't know how to talk to other people, and especially women, so I'm going to get successful just as revenge. Yeah, like... And then, you know, fucking Supergirl or Power Girl or whatever will sleep with me, and like, no, that character still doesn't exist, dummy. Yeah, I feel like, you know, at least with, you know, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Steve Wozniak, they, they, they did what they did because they were... Just really into building computers. Yeah. Like, they just... Or, well, they were. <laughs> pure, pure nerd reasons. You yeah. Know? I mean, it's they, like, I'm going to build a robot toaster because I think it would be cool. Yeah. Not for revenge. Well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, they... Well, there was nothing to get revenge on back then. I mean, there was... The, the computer world existed in this tiny little bubble. Well, yeah, that's... Yeah, the, yeah it was... I mean, it's a different generation, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But... I mean, the thing is, like, guys like that, guys who are just impossibly wealthy, are exceedingly improbable outliers to begin with. Well, any rich, powerful person is an outlier. Well, exactly. And if we just limit ourselves to looking at the rich and powerful people of the world, 
for for every Bill Gates or Steve Jobs or whatever, we've got a thousand uh, interchangeable Wall Street dickheads. See, I think interchangeable is the key there, though. I mean, take George W. Bush for example. Okay, please take. <laughs> okay, let's 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 examine George W. Take Bush. George W. Bush. Okay, now he, you know, family with money, power, connections, got to be president, rich, whatever. Yeah. If you take, if you just take his intellect, his competence, his imagination, there are a million people in America equally qualified. Yeah, like to be him. It's like, say, like just within his tax bracket, you know. Yeah, there are a hell of a lot of people with similarly wealthy families, uh, exactly that level of, of intellectual prowess, let's say. Yeah, and so forth, and yeah, all of them would have been equally qualified to do the job he did at about the level of skill he demonstrated. Right, right. It's like you took the name of every you know example of conservative mediocrity and you picked his out of the fucking hat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good. I mean, that that is true. Whereas you're, you know, so that, that's almost like just luck and timing. Well, yeah, I think on his part. Yeah, I mean, he happened to have the dad who was president. That's like the one thing separating him from the the hundred thousand other guys just like him. Yeah, pretty much. And if anything, George Bush Senior was more of a nerd. I mean, you remember when he was yeah, Reagan's no. VP, and we we're like, oh, he's weird little. Sadman, pencil neck, yeah. kind of guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, who is this strange, sad man sitting next to this pillar of virility and senility? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, That's actually a great way to talk about Reagan: <laughs> virility and senility. We could write a musical about Reagan. I, we've already got the, the the big opening number ready. You know? Totally, that's gonna yeah. be great. Okay, so, we'll okay. put that on the list of, of to uh, do later. Oh projects. shit, to do, yeah, yeah. Reagan after musical, as your Spice Girls Doom thing. Just Reagan yeah. exclamation point. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but the thing is, yeah, no, the, the uh, a guy like uh, Steve Jobs is a, a a wonderful example of this, right? Uh, you know, of course. I don't know how much input he had into the the design process of all of those Apple devices that appear to work by magic and are beautiful and shiny and made of all kinds of bizarre plastics that I can't fully comprehend. And if you kind of go by the quasi-legends of the Apple hierarchy, he seemed to be influential in every aspect. Well, that's exactly it. You know, he, he had to innovate. Yes. If you're an asshole on Wall Street... You, you can get by and get very rich just by being dumb and mean. The only way, yeah. you, the only way you need to innovate is if you think of a, of a clever new way to pretend you're not stealing shitloads of money. Oh, yeah, yeah you're, you're Bernie Madoffs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, that um, wasn't really a new way. That was, that was invented by Mr. Ponzi. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but these, you know, these, these mean, dumb, you know, just fucking sociopath bastards. Yeah. Who they're don't like, care who they whose lives they ruin? You exactly, know? like they're, they're, it's like a step away from 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 being in the mafia or being like you know uh, running a casino where all the games are fixed or whatever. Exactly, it's very mafia esque. Yeah, whereas and, and as, you, you can be dumb as shit and be very successful in the mafia. In fact, that's kind of not that you know you guys even exist. You don't. I'm thinking of the mafia in the movies. You guys are legitimate businessmen. But if the mafia, exists, we're talking about the pretend Hollywood mafia. Yes. <coughs> no, those guys oh. are usually pretty smart. Yeah, but, oddly enough. But but, but and, no, for, and for all your good with kids, so. for all your beady eyed little fucking Bernie Madoffs, you do have the the occasional outlier like you know Warren Buffett number nerd. 
who's just like yeah. just a nerd who's good with numbers and predicting trends. Oh yeah, no, and, and I mean, he's not fucking anybody over. He's legitimately good at that. Yeah, but he's also a huge geek. The thing is, though, like theoretically, now I, I know the film Rain Man was not a terribly accurate portrayal of autism and so forth. Sure, but if such a man existed, uh-huh. in theory, he could do very well in the stock market. Oh yeah, certainly. Except that when he goes into one of the big firms. It's going to be run by the guys who, who, who made fun of him and made weird prank calls to him in high school and set him up on a fake date to the prom with the retarded girl and stuff. Oh, right, yeah. You know, and like just bullied the shit out of him his whole life, and it will be run by those guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, that. that is sort of it. I mean, I don't even think it's about jocks and nerds. It's about the fact that, that you know, the, the high school bullies uh-huh. generally... You know, we'd love to think they grow up to work at the gas station and cry themselves to sleep every night next to the wife who hates them. I mean, sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. Just going by my high school's Facebook. Well, that's true. Yeah. But uh, a lot of these guys, though, they, they, they do, if not exceedingly well, they don't do Bill Gates well because who the fuck does. Yeah, not many. But they do well enough. You know, I mean, like, if, if we... Hell, if we step away from the whole thing of looking at outliers and looking at the incredibly wealthy and just look at... Regular people, who does well and who's miserable. Uh-huh. Uh, a lot of the people in charge of stuff are dicks. That's true. That's 100% true. I mean... I mean, I'm not talking the, the executives getting, you know, multi-million dollar bonuses, but, you know, the, the management guys are often dicks. Even the, 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 the drones who are doing okay for themselves are dicks. I've tempted a lot of offices, and they are primarily staffed by total dickwads. Yeah. Yeah, no question about yeah. that. Side note, I would love for somebody to transcribe every episode of this show, make a word cloud, and see how gigantic the word dick is right in the middle of it. Yeah, we do use that word quite a bit. Well, a lot of people are dicks. That's not my fault. Yeah, no, no, that's a, that's a symptom of the culture. Yeah. We, are, we are merely analyzing what is already here. Well, precisely, that is a symptom of the culture, and it's a symptom of the culture that allows the dicks to get ahead. <laughs> because, you know, you... you you were describing George Bush as, you know, a uh, George W. Bush as sort of a, a paragon of mediocrity. Certainly, uh, certainly. Uh, uh, and uh, luck. I would say a champion of mediocrity, but that was, <laughs> that was a line from, uh, what do you call it, Amadeus and Salieri deserves better than that. So, uh, well, yeah. let's say a paragon of mediocrity. And indeed, we do encounter mediocrity at every level of society, in every, in every job, in every business, and so forth. Tons of it. Sure. And these are the guys who are not interesting in any way. They are not iconoclast in any way. They are not innovators in every way. They in any way. They just want, you know, the most generic of everything. And the reason that some of them manage to get ahead mm-hmm. is basically, you know, uh, some combination of ruthlessness and dumb luck. They happen to be there. <laughs> they happen to be there the night the boss needs to bury a stripper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> and, and and they're the sort of callous dick. Who can say, well, I don't care that a human being has died. I'm, I'm ready to help you dispose of this body. Right, right, right. And, you know, to, to excel. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I feel like that's the, you know, whether or not successful nerds or whatever, you want to call it a myth or biased or whatever, yeah. I feel like that's the key difference. A successful jock is lucky and ruthless. A successful nerd is clever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because... Yes, I mean, like, as just as there are nerds who are at the top of their, you know, fields, there are plenty of nerds who are who are engineers, who are programmers, who are working, you know, somewhere in the great middle of that. Oh yeah, they're working at the fucking Apple store, helping 
people stupider than them, you know, yeah. find the email button. Well, I, I yeah. even mean guys who are really doing the the work of an engineer or the work of a programmer, mm. but who the are... The work, writing code. Yes, writing yeah. the actual code, building the actual robots and such. Sure, yeah. And, uh, and these guys, if they are working in an office with the sort of, you know... It, it, basically, any company is going to need the business majors in there to actually run the business part of things. Yeah. And... I'm sure that a lot of those guys uh, just delight in going to the nerds and making them uncomfortable, talking loudly about, you know, strippers they banged and so forth. Yeah, just probably. While the, the, the poor nerd is sitting there fantasizing about Kristen Schaal or whatever. And uh, <laughs> that's what I do. Yeah. True, true. And, I, uh, we, we, there is a difference between... What's up? <laughs> Kristen Schaal. If you're listening, what's up? Yeah, you're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if uh, you know you and your buddy Eugene Merman want to just come hang out and have a beer or yeah. be on the show or, no, I'm, I'm, or really anything, bowling. I, I'm yeah. open to bowling with Eugene Merman. Yeah. He, I, he just has a good face for bowling. Yeah, I, they're, they're friends. They work on a lot of projects together, and I think they recently did a comedy tour together. They did. And it's fun watching you know Chris and Shell and Eugene Merman on uh, Twitter. Because they just, you know, they make jokes about what they did the previous night. And, like, that's that's the kind of comedian life I want. Yeah. You know. And they're, they're nerds. You see, they're... They're I mean, huge geeks. A yeah. lot of comedians. In a great way. In, yeah. In, in fact, hell, I think, you know, your, your, your better comedians are all sort of, uh, you know, if not flat-out nerds, then certainly... You cerebral. Know, yeah, cerebral. Because every so often, uh, a dumb comic... Or, you know, a, a comic who, I'm not necessarily saying has had an easy life, but has had, you know, the experience of being sort of the, the big man on campus or whatever, will manage to become successful and start selling out arenas and shit. And it's always someone terrible. It's always a Dane Cook. Right, you know? yeah. He's, he's the current generation. Yeah. Yeah. Paragon again. Again, oh. of mediocrity. Yeah. Well, I think you, you're you actually bringing up a very interesting distinction here between... I'm just going to say it in, you know, kind of the bluntest way possible. Art nerds and useful nerds. That's true. Okay. I mean, yeah. For, you know, we're obviously in the art nerd category. You know, I'm... I'm, I know some useful shit, but yeah, you're right. I'm going to take those online MIT courses in the spring, you know, but basically I'm a, you know, big sci-fi geek comedy dork with a, a regular boring job, you know, and comedians... Are are the ones are the in the same category as us, and you know they did well and got successful. But yeah, yeah. To be fair, they tried. They tried harder than we do. Yeah, That's we, fair. we are not trying hard. And uh, no, no. Um, but we appreciate your listenership. Um, but um, what's up, all y'all? But the, the the point though is that you can be every bit as as nerdy and geeky and an artsy kind of frame of mind. Yes, and you're never going to be as important as the you know. Steve Jobs class of geek, or even just the computer programmer, software engineer class of geek. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, we may be interested in those subjects and know more than, you know, John Q. Dickhead. Yeah. But it doesn't mean we're doing anything about it. That is an excellent summation. We have just stared into the abyss and will now attempt to go on with our lives. It's going to be tough. I do that every day. That's actually, yeah, so do I now that you Yeah, that's it. like part of breakfast. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. And, hey, what's up, Abyss? See you in the morning. Yeah. I say goodnight to it, and then I say good morning to it. <laughs> the Abyss and me. Yeah. That's going to be my, uh, I'm going to write a children's book. It's <laughs> like a guy and his 
he hangs around with the abyss and just they stare at each other. Well, anyway, <laughs> uh, I'd like to go back to the original topic for a moment. Okay. Uh, the original topic made mention of the, uh, the the jocks inheriting their father's companies. Now, to be fair, not all their fathers actually own companies for them to inherit. Many well, yeah. of them are just more successful than average drones who then, you know, give their kid a recommendation or whatever. Right, right. I they, mean, like... There, there's, like, kind of a ladder of inherited... Privilege. Yeah, for for full on inherited privilege, we need to go back to a guy like George W. Bush or a guy like Mitt Romney. Well, we're seeing yeah, we're seeing that a lot in the Republican primaries now. We certainly we, fucking yeah, are. Mitt Romney, John Huntsman, the yeah. you know legacy guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you Mitt know. fucking Romney for Christ's sake. <laughs> now I'm serious. I mean, one, his name is Mitt, I, and that's not his name. His name is like Willard or something. That is a fucking. Polo shirt, country club, fucking knows what shoe you're supposed to wear on a yacht kind of nickname. He knows exactly what kind of shoe you wear on a yacht. Yeah. And if you wear the wrong kind of shoes, he won't throw you off the yacht, but he, like, he'll like he stand on one end of the yacht with his friends in their kind of shoes well, and fucking laugh at you all day. And he's going like, to remember... Oh, look at that new money. He's going to remember you specifically so that when someone asks him if he should recommend you for you know promotion, he's going to say no. It's like, no. He, no, he, no, he, he's he, not... He's not part of this world. He's not cut from the right cloth. Yeah, kind of thing. yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he's he he's not ready for this. He's new money. <laughs> and, exactly. And exactly. the thing is, his name is still fucking Mitt. I can't get around that. I can't get beyond the thing where his name is Mitt because his name is Willard. Okay, you know that can shorten up very nicely to Will or Bill. He could be Bill Romney. You know, a guy named Bill Romney. I hear that name. I'm like, yes, that is the name of a person. That yeah. is the name of of a stand up guy, even. <laughs> Yep, Bill Romney, that's a name I can trust. Mitt Romney, that's like that's that's like the sort of nickname that, that, that rich assholes give each other because and it, it it sounds like it's some kind of inside joke. Like Right, right. Like you meet the old rich old fucker who's like my friends call me Spanky. Yeah. You know, why? Why? Why why do you let that happen? You know Do, do you like to spank people or is that just your are you are you a little rascal? Exactly, exactly. That, it's like they called you that when you're ten and you're still, you know, Rolling around in it when you're seventy? Like, yeah. No. 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 Mitt, it, like if it didn't belong to him, I wouldn't even assume that was a, a rich guy name. I would assume that was a carny name. <laughs> like, you know. Oh, my parents were too poor. Were too poor to afford to name me Mitch, so they stopped halfway through because we could only afford that many letters. Right. 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 Like it, it's like a joke name. Like if, it's yeah. not even a good joke. It, it was that joke I just told that sucked. Yeah, part of it was how I delivered it. It's but. the kind of name that is either given to a rich douchebag at a country club or somebody who shovels elephant shit for a living. Yeah. It's like, well, let old Mitt take care of it. Yeah. Mitt, his name is Mitt. Yeah, his parents didn't understand how names work because <laughs> they never learned to read. And also his parents were wolves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> old Mitt'll just old Mitt'll take care of it. I just gotta get my bucket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, but no, it's like like George Bush Senior's name. His nickname in college was like Poppy. Yeah. What is that? I nothing in English. No, like is that yeah. an inside joke? It was that like a reference to something from the '30s that like he thinks everyone knows about because he has never been outside of that little world. I mean, <laughs> to be fair, that is a legitimate nickname in the Latino community, and George Bush Senior is definitely not a part of that. And it's spelled differently. Very. Yeah, yes. no, his is spelled P-O-P-P-Y. Poppy. Yeah. Like, like oh, what heroin comes from. 
Yeah. Yeah. Or or like, oh, that thing pops because it's very poppy. I don't know. Like, it's a word you'd use for popcorn if you're not really feeling up to knowing words that day. <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It, 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 that's that's how fucking stupid it is. That it's rendered us into this this, this, this level of... Hey, you know what other are the other name fits into that category? Newt. 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 No, well, that's is that his name? Yeah, it's short for Newton. I would prefer we call him Newton. Why don't we call him Newton? I don't know. That's a name. And the thing is, that name doesn't belong to that guy. I mean, like, it does, but like... And, it, and that name calls back to a much more intelligent person than Newt Gingrich is. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, and we're letting him get away with just... Who decides that? Who decides, yeah, my name is Newton. I would like to be called Newt. I would like to be referred to as an amphibian. I'd yeah. like to be referred to as the thing whose eyes witches make, you know, poison out of. <laughs> <laughs> to, to fucking kill Snow White and shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I, like, that's what I... When I see New Gingrich, all I think is is, is, is fucking dopey, crying over Snow White. And it was so sad. And, like, that's, what's, that's what Newt is to me. He's the guy who fucking made Dopey cry. Okay? Yeah. And that was, like, the saddest thing in the world. <laughs> dopey doesn't even have words to express how sad he is. And, no, because dope, he's Dopey. Yeah. And, yeah. and, <laughs> and, and and, and, like, so he can't really express, like, what he's feeling, but he is, and the other dwarves can't do anything about it. It's the saddest thing ever. Yeah. And that's what I see whenever I see New, New Gingrich on television. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's, that's... Yeah. Yeah. Like, New Gingrich does not care about short, bald people. No, he's going to make Dopey cry, and he's going to, you know... Leave his wife every time she gets a disease yeah, or doesn't agree to an open marriage. Or, yeah, you know. Yeah, I'd actually like to talk about that a little bit. Okay, um, CJ, you know what? I'm sorry, but this demands our attention. It so. does. It does. Uh, do we need a recap? Uh, you can recap if you'd like. Okay. Okay. So um, uh, this just came out in the news this week. Um, Newt Gingrich. We all know he was a shitty husband. Um, a couple of times. Yeah, left his first wife when she got cancer, I think. So, very John Edwards kind of move. Yeah. Um, you know, his, his second wife, he was married to a long time. She got multiple sclerosis. He was only fool, already fooling around her with this little blonde tart. Yeah. Um, Calista hey, hey, Gingrich, his hey, third wife. She's wife number three. Now yeah, I know. Not a respectable lady she, there. She so. seems like a nice lady, but uh, she also seems like she's... <laughs> she seems like she's up for anything. She um, seems like someone who would marry Newt Gingrich. Weirdly enough, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, he was already fooling around with Callista for a while yeah. when his wife, second wife got MS, and um, he, he asked her if she would have an, if she would consent to an open marriage. Yeah, he said to her, he said, you know, look, yeah. uh, my mistress isn't insisting I get divorced and marry her. She's cool with me being married to you, but I'd like you to be cool with me also banging her. Right, right. So already. He's blatantly cheating on her, yeah. and he's like, I'd just like you to be more cool with it. And, and hey, if you want a fella, you know, go crazy. And uh, this is basically what his pitch was. Yeah, now, Callista Gingrich is a pretty lady and all, but now, think for a minute of just the, the, the eyeball brain melting concept of Newt Gingrich swinging. Well, we have to, because that's I mean, exactly he, what is being uh, uh, presupposed in this it's story. It's implied that that's, that's happening anyway. If yeah, Calista now, was cool with it before... Yeah, if she was cool with it before they were married, and now they're married, presumably she'd be cool with it now. That could mean that right now, while we speak, Newt and Callista Gingrich are active, 
out there going at it full bore, hammer and fucking tongs swingers. Right? Yeah, they could be at a key party right now. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You know, and the, on the road from South Carolina to Florida. Stop for a key party in Georgia. Hell yeah! Yeah, that's what that's I mean, how the Gingriches roll. They, um, it absolutely is. And uh, no, I mean, I that is something that is being ignored in this story. Is do Nude and Callista swing now? Right, the guy who impeached Bill Clinton for getting a Hummer. Yeah, yeah, and who will probably, if he was ever going to be president, which uh, no, yeah. um, you know, we'll probably, hopefully, be caught getting a Hummer in the Oval Office. Oh yeah, no, it 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 it's been said numerous times that he he prefers when he when he screws around to get blowjobs because that can be done in the middle of the day and then you clean up and you're you're back to back to work and that way. When people confront you about cheating, they generally try to use euphemisms. They say, did you sleep with her? And technically, he can say he didn't. They, were, they never slept. Right, They weren't right. even in bed. Oh, plausible deniability. Yep. Yeah, yep. That is the That is the legend of Newt. That is Ugh. his legacy. <laughs> that is what he's left to the world. What a fucking jackass. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. He's the exact same kind of mean-spirited douche that we've been talking about the whole show. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and we've seen we've seen photos of a young dude. He was a nerd once. Well, he used to look like uh, Dwight Schrute. He did used to look like Dwight Schrute. Yeah, yeah. and uh, oddly enough, yeah, uh, we have the Daily Show to thank for digging up that photo. Yeah, that was a find. Yeah, <laughs> and the thing is, like that—that's actually something you see in in the nerd universe a lot, which is like which I don't like. Uh huh. Which is just you know the nerd eventually gets bitter. You know, because, oh, all the girls want the bad boys. Stop fucking whining about it, but they don't stop whining about it. Right. And and they eventually just decide they want some some kind of weird combination of, like, you know, revenge and, and vindication. And it's like, oh, you know what I want as a nerd is a, a mindless sex bot and or, you know, uh, some pickup artist skills. Oh, right, yeah. And Newt very much seems like that kind of guy. Like yeah. he was, he was crying about how the girls want bad boys, so he just became an asshole. That's that's entirely plausible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess. Well, to be fair, our last three Democratic presidents have all been nerds. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Or, or at least surrounded themselves. Surrounded themselves, which is almost better. You yeah, know, you want a lot of nerds on staff. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Carter was. Let's get right down to a kind of a nerd. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a hillbilly nerd. I mean, well, I, I like the guy, but yeah, you know, but I mean, but he was—he's he was, mediocre. He was like you know the the, the self-taught country intellectual nerd. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> frankly, he's way better as a Habitat for Humanity guy than yeah. a fucking president. But, yeah, now he's know. a DIY nerd. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually like Jimmy Carter a lot more now than I did yeah. when. He was president if I lived in the 70s, which I didn't. Yeah. But, yeah. He was throwing around big fancy words like malaise, and people just got confused. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, old Jimmy. Yeah. Um, but, but, I mean, by today's standards, Nixon was a huge fucking nerd. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was a really creepy, paranoid nerd. Well, yeah. He was a big nerd. Oh, yeah. Way into cutting-edge uh, home recording technology. He was all... He was into surveillance before that was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like he, you know, you'd you'd play our you play a podcast for him now, and he'd be like, "Oh, sound quality on this is shit. What are you using?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, no, no, no. You gotta you gotta use the EQ. You gotta fuck with the settings a little bit. He's know? got a big, huge like soundboard in his office. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. 
that's why we need a parallel universe where that shit became available to consumers a few decades earlier. Yeah, that's why. Well, come on. That'd be funny, at least. It would be sweet. You know, yeah. D- DJ Nixon. DJ Tricky Dick. Come on. <laughs> I would listen to DJ Tricky Dick on I would radio. listen to DJ Tricky Dick, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a good show. Yeah. I'd listen to that podcast. So until next week. <laughs> so until next week, this is DJ Tricky Dick signing off. America. I, I, I assume that's how his podcast would sound. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. So, uh, you know, enjoy that. That's a little treat for you. <laughs> that's, it's, yeah, that's, that's a whole Nixon impression right there is just the jowl shake. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you need. I don't even know if you really did that, but it's funny. Mm-hmm.